Shireen Khan, and this is Inspired, a public radio program produced by Interfaith Voices. Each week, we explore the issues shaping our world. This week, one story dominated headlines. Two sides of the abortion argument rallying tonight after a leaked Supreme Court decision suggests justices may... Justice Alito writes, quote, Roe was egregiously wrong from the start. We are really heartbroken that our country would do this to us. ...is caught in the land whose very purpose is to protect their rights and uphold the Constitution, yet which now stands accused of stripping those rights away. Chief Justice John Roberts says that this is a singular and egregious breach of trust. Confirm the authenticity of the draft opinion. Demonstrations from across the country tonight in Chicago, Philly, D.C., and Reno, Nevada. More than half of all U.S. states are already moving to restrict tough abortion. abortion restrictions to go into effect right away. Would be banned 30 days later here in Oklahoma's Texas. governor signed into law a bill that bans abortions at six weeks of pregnancy. I'm enraged. I'm enraged at the state of our government. We can vote. Yes, we can march. But we have to. Here in the nation's capital, the political establishment was taken by surprise. Within the hour of the story breaking, fences were hastily erected in front of the Supreme Court in anticipation of protests and crowds. Political leaders addressed the leak, but with very different messages. Concentrate on what the news is today. That was Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell from Kentucky. Despite several attempts from persistent reporters, the Republican leader refused to answer questions about the implications of Roe being overturned. And instead, he focused on the unprecedented leak from the Supreme Court. You need, it seems to me, excuse the lecture, uh, to concentrate on what the news is today. Not a leaked draft, but the fact that the draft was leaked. What's unique about today is this is the first time we've had somebody on the inside try to attack the institution. Uh, Fortunately, I think the Chief Justice has taken that seriously, and we'll find the leaker. Unlike Senator McConnell, Democratic senators focused on the contents of the 98-page draft, and the emotions ranged from anger to defiance. Angry and upset? Angry and upset and determined. The United States Congress can keep Roe versus Wade the law of the land. They just need to do it. I, I've never seen you so angry. Massachusetts Senator Elizabeth Warren spoke at an impromptu press conference in front of the court. As she walks away, a correspondent approaches her for additional comment. This is what the Republicans have been working toward this day for decades. They have been out there plotting, carefully cultivating these Supreme Court justices so they could have a majority on the bench who would accomplish something that the majority of Americans do not want. 69% of people across this country, across this country, red states and blue states, old people and young people, want Roe versus Wade to maintain as the law of the land. A protester attempts to shout her down. Her defiance, captured on video, has been viewed nine and a half million times in the last 24 hours. 
This is a dark and disturbing day for America. Last night, a report came out that a conservative majority on the United States Supreme Court is ready to overturn Roe v. Wade and uproot decades of precedent affirming a woman's right to an abortion. More than 20 states have laws or constitutional amendments in place that would outlaw abortions should the Supreme Court invalidate Roe. Over 80 million women live in those states. That's Majority Leader Senator Chuck Schumer of New York. He offers a political solution if Roe is overturned. In light of this potential ruling, I want to make three things very clear. First, it is our intention for the Senate to hold a vote on legislation to codify the right to an abortion in law. Second, a vote on this legislation is no longer an abstract exercise. This is as urgent and as real as it gets. We will vote to protect a woman's right to choose, and every American is going to see which side every senator stands on. Third, to the American people I say this, the elections this November will have consequences because the rights of 100 million women are now on the ballot to help fight this court's awful decision. I urge every American to make their voices heard this week and this year. Before passing the microphone, he strikes a positive tone. The story of American democracy is the story of progress. Democrats are going to fight this decision all the way for as long as it takes. We will not relent. We will not give up. We know history is on our side, and we're determined to preserve this precious rights that are the bedrock of this great nation. As Schumer promised a national law to protect abortion rights for all, Democratic Senator Patty Murray of Washington cautioned that Republicans, too, are planning. They are already planning for a federal ban right here in the Senate. And they already pushed through the far-right justices to overturn Roe and end the right to an abortion. In a matter of days or weeks, the horrifying reality is we could live in a country without Roe. A country where women are forced to remain pregnant no matter their personal circumstances And yes, we are also talking about situations like rape or incest. A country where extreme politicians will control patients' most private decisions. And let's be clear, abortion bans will not actually end abortions. They will just make them unsafe. And they will hurt the women with the least resources and the tightest budgets. Religious and spiritual leaders were not silent. National religion reporter Emily McFarlane Miller is tracking the reactions. A lot of the responses that we saw from evangelical Christians, from more conservative Christians, were celebrating that Roe v. Wade might be overturned by the Supreme Court. Along with that, a number of them were saying things about how they hoped that churches would step up to support vulnerable women and children. That was something that I saw in a lot of the responses from evangelicals. Miller cautions against viewing the faith community and leaders as all lined up on the same side of this issue. I think people tend to think of the religious stance on abortion as a monolith, as uniformly against abortion. What the statistics show, what the responses that we were seeing from different religious leaders yesterday, is that that's not the case. Here's Sheila Katz, the leader of the National Council of Jewish Women. 
on behalf of the 200,000 National Council of Jewish Women Advocates across the country, I'm here to say loudly that Jews support abortion access. The Torah is clear on this issue. Abortion is not only permitted in Judaism, but in some cases required when the life of the pregnant person is at stake. Restrictive abortion laws, rooted in just one understanding of when life begins, limits our ability to fully practice our religious tradition. Spoiler alert, Jews have abortions. Catholics have abortions. Muslims have abortions. People of faith and people of no faith have abortions. And people of faith overwhelmingly support access to health care, including abortion. To the Supreme Court justices behind me, we see you, but it sure as hell doesn't seem like you see the millions of people who will be harmed by this decision. We should all, all be able to make our own health care decisions in alignment with our beliefs. We will not stop until everyone is able to make their own decisions about their bodies, lives, and futures. Amen. But Miller is quick to point out recent polling shows a split does exist among religious groups, and one stands out. There was just a poll done in the Washington Post that shows overwhelmingly Americans don't support overturning Roe v. Wade. And that's true for most religious folks as well. The support for overturning the decision is strongest among evangelical Christians at 45%. But what do we really understand from those public opinion numbers? surveys and polling, which are, of course, useful, but they miss a lot of the picture. Sociologist Dr. Tricia Bruce questions the assumptions we can reliably make from national polling data. Her research suggests it's far more complicated to understand the positions Americans hold when it comes to abortion. Quite frankly, we found some of those tools to be simply incorrect because they're unable to capture the complexity and nuance that is more true to how Americans describe their own views on the issue of abortion. Dr. Bruce is a sociologist of religion and the author of multiple books and research reports, including How Americans Understand Abortion. When we come back from the break, our conversation continues. You're listening to Inspired, a production of Interfaith Voices. Stay with us. Hi, friends. I hope you're enjoying the show so far. I just want to say thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being part of our community. I don't know if you know this, but we are on the air all the way from Richmond, Virginia to Ketchikan, Alaska, and in so many places in between. We're a national show, and we are a small and mighty team committed to bringing you stories and sounds from around the world that convey not only the diversity and the pluralism of our country, but the beliefs that are shaping our world, our politics, our culture, and the ideas that sustain us and inspire us to think about where we are going. 
And that brings me to this question. If you value us, if you enjoy listening and appreciate what you're hearing, I want to ask you to take a moment to consider becoming a sustaining member of Interfaith Voices or make a one-time donation at interfaithradio.networkforgood.com. That's interfaithradio.networkforgood.com. Thank you, and let's get back to the show. 